As we close out this calendar year, we here at PCAST LLC wanted to give you something special to listen to over the holidays as you head to visit friends and loved ones, or an excuse to pop your headphones in if you've got to be around people you barely tolerate. Here now is our interview with Austin Peake, Director of Athletics, Gerald Harrison. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and we'll see you after the new year. Uh, welcome, man. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. Not a problem. On July 30th, 2018, you were introduced as our Athletics Director. From that point, you have a month until everybody gets back on campus. What did you have to do over the course of that month? Well, the first thing was try to get to know uh, everyone around the athletics department and get a good understanding of what we had in place. I think the biggest mistake you can make is try to make a bunch of changes immediately without knowing the individuals that uh, that have made this place go for you know several years. And so I spent the most part of that month trying to learn uh, learn individuals' names and what they do here. The students departed with one guy in charge and came back, and here you were. How did you go about winning them over? Well, I thought the most important thing was to get around them. Uh, I have to earn their trust, and I'm still earning their trust. Uh, but I try to go to as many fall practices and sport events as I could, uh, participate in SAC and go to those meetings. Uh, but just really be around and be visible. Let them know that I'm the athletic director for all sports, uh, in all three, representing all 350 of our student-athletes. Because so much happened over such a short period of time, do you still feel like the community is getting to know you and you're getting to know it? Oh, absolutely. I don't think we're uh, – I mean, we're not quite to five months, I don't think, yet. And and uh, everybody's still trying to get feel me out, and I'm still trying to feel them out. Every day I feel like I meet somebody new, and there's a road that I never knew <laughs> and a different way to get from one place to another. So, yeah, we're definitely still feeling each other out. What's been the most difficult adaptation? Um, I think the most difficult part of it has been trying to get, understand the the vibe of uh, of Clarksville and Austin P. I I think you, everywhere you go is different. Knoxville is different than Durham. Uh, Durham is different than Clarksville. And so you try to find a uh, – get a great understanding of what makes the people here tick and what makes them go and what motivates them to be Austin P. supporters. Uh, but I guess that's the most difficult thing because relationships take time. What's been the most pleasant surprise, not just of – the university but of Clarksville or whatever has been the most nice thing you know I think the, the nicest thing has been uh, I'm really excited about some of the uh, staff members that we have here specifically specifically in the external affairs area I think we have uh, a lot of young talent uh, that are just looking for opportunities to grow and opportunities to do and I'm more of a athletic director to say let's create and then you come up with an idea and let's do it and I think we got a staff especially on that side uh, that really takes that to heart and does a great job. Uh, give us a SWOT analysis of Austin P. Athletics overall. And for people who don't know what that is, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Uh, Marcus Hilliard, my new boss, uh, had us all do one not too long ago. And ever since then, I've kind of been interested in other people's SWOT analysis of Austin P. Well, <laughs> Marcus always, uh, you know, Marcus has a bunch of those little ideas. That, and so 
I think it's probably busy work like the substitute teacher, though, so, you know, be careful. <laughs> um, no, the strengths, uh, Austin has a lot of great strengths. One, uh, we have very good facilities in most of our sports. I mean, there's something we got to do better in that, so this one will fall on weaknesses as well. But we have some we have some great facilities. The people here are outstanding, like I mentioned before, with our with uh, some of our staff members. Are I'm so excited about what they can do, and we're lucky to have them here. Uh, the fan support uh, we have some dedicated, truly dedicated people that show up for everything we do. We open the door, and the governor's heads on it. They're going to show up, and uh, the Clarksville community uh, is a definite strength with that. Uh, the relationship with the military. And Fort Campbell, uh, I've seen that work. Uh, I love the leadership stuff that they do, uh, that they provide our student athletes. To get our student athletes the opportunity to get out there and then come here, I think that makes us better long term. And then the uh, the last one I say is our president. We have a we have a president that totally understands that athletics is a true part of the uh, educational system, and that uh, we can assist the academy in reaching their goals of whether it's record enrollment. Uh, whether it's out-of-state, you know, out-of-state students, but we're all partnering together, and she gets that, and she's very supportive of, our, uh, of us in that regard, and honestly, she's the reason I took this job. Really? What about weaknesses? Well, I mean... Nobody likes to talk about the weaknesses, <laughs> I know. No, I mean, nobody likes to talk about the weaknesses, but I, I'm, I'm pretty transparent, as you know. The uh, One, resources, I think we have to, to compete and win OVC championships like we want to do to get to the NCAA postseason we have to get our revenue streams going, um, whether that's through philanthropy, uh, whether it's through ticket sales and revenue, concessions, what have you. I constantly challenge our people to come up with new ways to generate and expand our revenue streams. Uh, once we do that, we can do a lot of different things. Um, we have some facilities that are in bad in, that are in bad shape. Uh, as great as Fatera, uh, the new part of Fatera is, the visiting side of Fatera uh, is <laughs> not adequate enough. Uh, we don't have uh, coaches' offices where we should, uh, and so we got to look for temporary solutions there. Uh, you know, so there's some different facilities, and I'm really excited about some of our other prop, you know, which would be an opportunities, but some of the construction projects we got going. Uh, but you know, those are to be the main weaknesses I think right now. You you hit on opportunities. What do you see there? Well, I think there's no, we haven't reached a ceiling anywhere, and so I feel like uh, from a, if you look at it from a facility standpoint. Uh, we're, we're, you know, about to finish the softball stadium or start the softball stadium and finish that before the season. Got a thing going with baseball over the next 18 months. Um, and we're working on different, you know, improvements in the fort. Uh, what, we, what are we going to do with the indoor tennis center? How are we going to better use that? Uh, even things here in the Dunn. So those are opportunities to improve those facilities because of student-athlete experience. I think we have to get better uh, and use uh, in the mental health area for our student-athletes. And I think that's an opportunity. We can lead the OVC in that area. We can get the best people to work with our uh, student athletes on their mental development, uh, you know, from their emotional standpoints and things like that. Uh, that's an opportunity for us. I, I don't see that as a weakness. I see it as an opportunity because we could definitely be better. Uh, definitely could be better in that regard. Um, and I think one op other opportunity we have is an opportunity to better promote our university. I think uh, for a long time, from what I've seen. Uh, we've kind of taken the back seat to the growth of middle, to the growth of Western, and said, you know, we're okay being a great regional university. I don't accept that. I think we have an opportunity to get out there on the stage and let Austin P be more than a chant, uh, to let uh, everybody know that we are competitive and we got a chance to win. What about threats? 
Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you the same. The threats are, uh, you know, the biggest threat that we have is ourselves. Uh, complacency is the biggest threat that we have. Uh, the w one thing to get people thrown out of my office fast is saying we've always done it this way or we can't. And if you say we can't, there better dang sure be a good why behind why we can't. Um, so I think our, we as individuals who uh, sometime get complacent or sometime settle into our situation, you know, I always talk about a power five mentality. I totally believe that you don't have to uh, shop at Nordstrom's to look like you shop at Nordstrom. You know, I know some I know some people who shop really nice and they go to Eric Ross and TJ Maxx and Target, but they know how to put their outfits together and they clean. Uh, so from our standpoint, is we don't have to be Tennessee or, or Memphis or any of these other people or Alabama. We can be the best OVC team in our conference just by the attitude, just by having the right mentality. Uh, so, As the new guy, you have to strike a little bit of a fine line between adhering to the traditions that have come before you but also making adjustments to improve the experience now and in the future. How do you navigate that? be honest with you, you kind of just run. I always say run your race. I have ideas and ways I think things should be done. I'm very respectful of what uh, the legends that have come before me, like Coach Luce was a great coach at Athletics right here. So I'm very respectful of what he did and how he did his job and make sure I, uh, you know, acknowledge that. Ryan Ivey did a great job. Derek Vanderbilt did a great job. But everybody has different things. Uh, so the traditions that they started or that were around, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with those. But, you know, I was hired to have a vision uh, and to bring in a different mentality uh, to what we're trying to do. So a lot of things that we're creating are new, and it, and it scares some people. I'll be honest with you. Um, everybody's not always gung-ho about every idea that we come up with, but every idea that we come up with has a purpose, and it's a purpose to stretch us, to see what we can do, to see how great we can be. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of run through it. A horse running the Kentucky Derby with blinders on. I'm just running straight ahead. You very rarely see a horse look left or right or behind. Uh, if they did, they wouldn't go anywhere. I'm looking straight ahead and just running. You're the fourth AD we've had here in six years after having only one for 16 years. Mm -hmm. This is a community that had, on the one hand, stability, but on the other hand, a very defined sense of this is how we've always done it, like mm -hmm. you said. Uh, are, are people starting to come around to the change in the pace of modern college athletics and that that change in pace isn't necessarily bad? Yes, they're starting to come around to it. Uh, probably not as fast as I would like to in some regards, but uh, when you, when I have the opportunity to get out in the community and talk to uh, some of our big, great investors, you know, I try not to use the word donors so much because I believe they're investing in our program. So when you look at some of our, talk to our investors and people who are sewn in, uh, and you listen to them, they're getting it. They understand it. They see it. Uh, we have to take it opportunity. We have to take the time to want to grow, to want to expand. There's an opportunity, and we kind of missed it back in the days. You know, where when you saw Western become what Western did, you saw Middle become what they. Awesome people was running right with those guys when that happened, but for we kind of sheltered in place. They took some risk. They didn't all work. I mean, they had lumps and bumps, but they didn't all work. But they took some risk. Well, I think now in 2018 and with uh, what the staff we're bringing in and what I've been asked to do is to start trying to take some of those risks to give us that kind of growth. I want to hit on something else that you just said about investors over donors. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to them as investors rather than donors, what are you selling them on as their ROI? 
Well, you have to find out what what makes them tick. You know, uh, so the number one return on investment for most uh, investors is that uh, most of them are alums, and they see their school. You know, they see their school uh, have opportunity to blossom and to grow. Uh, for some of them, they partner with us in ways of uh, sponsorships and things like that, so they get an opportunity to get their business name out. So every every uh, investor is like a recruit. You know, you have to find out what makes that recruit want to sign the paper to go to your school. Everybody's got a different reason. Some people want early playing time, so, and some investors want access, right? Some want their name in, in light so they play close to home. Some investors want to see the home school do good. I mean, so you have to you have to find the parallels uh, between the two of them, and uh, you know, that's the key. What I'm saying, I am telling a story, and the story is a great one of this wonderful university in this wonderful town, which is one of the fastest growing towns in the country and not a fourth largest town in the state of Tennessee. And I'm telling that story about this school that could, and this school that could do a lot of different things with great student athletes like they were, or great students like they were when they were here. And, give, and that we're still an opportunity, you know, opportunity to be a part, get in on the front. I mean, in the interest of full transparency, you're probably not going to be here for 25 years because that's not how college athletics works anymore right how important is it for an incoming ad to inherit a program on good footing and how important is it for that ad's legacy to then leave it better than they found it for the next guy i think it's huge i mean the number one thing i want to do is leave this place better than i found it whether i'm here five years 15 years 20 years i want it to be better uh on i want to be better when i leave here than it was on july 29th when i stood up uh when uh you know when i was driving over for the press conference uh, that's a goal. I think uh, I had a – the foundation was solid. You know, the, my predecessor was given a, uh, a a task of getting us back to winning ways in some way. And, you know, Will Healy's hiring, what they did in football with Matt Figure, you know, some great coaches and stuff. We started winning again. Now my task is to su- build something that can sustain itself uh, and not show itself as a flash in the pan, but show it – but uh, build our infrastructure, uh, which will give us an opportunity to sustain winning. Uh, at all levels for all 16 of our sports. As a first-time AD, were there just some things you couldn't be prepared for about the job until you held the title? Absolutely. I I joke with uh, my mentors, Kevin White and Stan Wilcox, uh, about it all the time. You know, I've sat to the left of those guys or left or the right of those guys for numerous years, thinking that, you know, every decision they made, if they disagreed with me, I thought it was wrong. You know, but I realized once I got to the head of the table, that the people that work around you don't necessarily know the entire story. Uh, they don't have all the information that you have. And uh, when you get it all, your, percep- your, perspective, your perspective is totally different. Your perception is totally different. And it allows you to make some different decisions. Um, so I couldn't be ready for that. You know, I thought I was always ready to be on all the time. Uh, and when you come from a larger place, like Raleigh-Durham was, to a smaller place, you really learn quickly what own all the time means. You know, I, I have not been able to, uh, I don't think I've been to the grocery store to Walmart yet without having a conversation about Austin P Athletics, which is a good thing because people care. It's a bad thing because sometimes I just really want to put on my sweats and go and not be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you'd tell a first-time AD that you wish you'd known prior to taking the job? Uh, two things. I think uh, – you got to bring somebody with you that knows you uh, and understands you who can uh, communicate uh, to you. Um, 
when I started, I'll be very candid. I came in by myself and didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I was going to be myself. Uh, and then later on, I was able to hire Marcus Hilliard, who worked with me for a long period of time. And I think the message that I wanted to get out, he had the time to, you know, to spread it in a different way. Instead of listening to my raspy voice, try to do it or try to change a bunch of things. So I would always suggest to anyone, like Danny White at UCF said to me, you got to bring a guy with you. Uh, you know, bring somebody with you that knows you to translate. And then the other thing I would say is, uh, and this is one I, I don't know if I did really well or not, is, is pace. You, you, you want to eat when you get a, a pie. I'm a heavyset guy, and I love sweet potato pie. And when my grandma would make one, I really could sit down and want to eat the whole pie. Then eventually you realize you can't eat it in one setting. And I think you got to take it slice by slice. And I think we tried to do, I tried to do some things really quickly early on that probably shocked the system. Uh, I don't regret doing any of them because they were needed to be done, but I think they shocked the system. So I'd probably, you know, tell them, you know, cut the pie and <laughs> instead of cutting it in fourths, try to cut it in eighths. <laughs> How much do you lean on the peers in the profession as you transition from one of the guys to the guy? You, you referenced some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot. I, I, call, I call all of my... Uh, People I would define as mentors in the profession, uh, Philip Fulmer uh, at Tennessee, and like I said, Kevin White at Duke, Stan Wilcox, who's not at the NCAA. You know, I call those guys probably, if not weekly, every two weeks, just to talk about what's going on. Obviously, just going through a football search and, you know, need some advice. You know, just to, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and vent to. And there is a sense of there's only so many ADs. I tell people all the time there's only 350-something of these jobs in the country. And unless you sat in these chairs, uh, it's hard to say everybody understands. People listen to you, but it's hard to find somebody who understands. So I have to lean on those people uh, that have been around. For years at Austin P, we've heard about how we do more with less. Mm -hmm. What's our path to start doing more with more? More people, more money, more resources? Well, I think that goes back to a little bit of uh, some of the stuff I talked about earlier. We, we have to expand our revenue streams and be creative and not be afraid for something to flop. Um, you know, when when I came up with the VIP end zone area at Fortera Stadium, there's a lot of people like, that's never going to work here. You know, it's just not, people aren't going to feel it. And it started really slow. Uh, but I think you keep pushing and you have an opportunity. And that's how, and the only way you could do, the only way we could expand or to get more is to do more, to try more. Uh, every shot you shoot will not go in the basket. Every golf shot I take will, will definitely not go in the hole. But you've got to keep swinging uh, for the opportunity. And uh, so I think that's the number one thing we have to do. Uh, we have to go out and reach people where they are. We cannot, we can no longer rely on Clarksvillians only. We cannot rely on alums only. We have to reach these people that are whether it's military who are retiring, otherwise we have to reach them and go get them and bring them to the, bring them to the show. You've already had to make a pretty big hire in Mark Hudspeth taking over as the head football coach. How critical is it for you as an AD for your first tentpole hire to be a success? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, at the end of the day, ADs are judged by a couple things. You know, can you generate revenue? Obviously, talked about enough, and and can you hire make great hires? Uh, and football being one of the bell cow sports. Uh, you have to make that. That's a very important hire, and uh, it went quick. And everybody tells me how quick it went. 
but it wasn't quick and uh, without a lot of work being done to make the hire. Uh, I spent, I didn't sleep very much for seven days and uh, traveled a little bit and did a lot of different things, but it's huge, you know, because once you get one right, then they kind of leave you alone when the second or the third one come. If you screw up the first one, then they always, everybody knows who the coach should have been and they got an idea, you know, so it's very important. Among your first jobs in college athletics was director of high school relations at UT, where you helped a lot of uh, Tennessee football coaches with their recruiting responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Does that background, does that touch with the side of recruiting help you now as you try to fill vacancies here at Austin P? Yeah, because, you know, we're always recruiting. You're always recruiting. Recruiting, has everybody looks at it and thinks about student athletes, but you're recruiting staff. When I got here, one of the first things I had to do was recruit you guys to want to uh, team up with me, to want to believe in my mission and what I'm saying. So those same skills that you use then of how to relate to different, how to relate to different people, how to get your message across, it's the same, it's the same thing that I did uh, when I was at Tennessee in charge of football recruiting. Um, so yeah, I, I'm still recruiting. I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting our de- fan base. You know, I'm recruiting for a provost on campus and anybody who will listen, I am out here trying to get everybody to love Austin P and, and support Austin P Athletics. So it's a recruitment job. By the time this post, you'll be just shy of five months on the job. Do you feel settled yet, or is there still just such a blur from the day to day? I don't think you ever get settled. You know, I, I, and that's just my nature. I'm a person that is always moving, always thinking, always trying to come up with something new. So I don't know if I ever get settled, uh, but I'm comfortable. You know, I am I, in a place with some great people that I work with every day that when I walk in that door in the Dunn Center, I am excited to see uh, the people that I see. You know, it's like there's something about it uh, that I can laugh at those people, that I can get after them if I have to. I can be demanding if I have to. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm comfortable with those people. Now, am I settled? No. I still only know one way to my house or two ways to my house and – and, and I only know like five or six restaurants in town. So, no, I'm not settled yet, but uh, um, everything's everything's good, though. What do you see as the future for this program? Wow. Uh, the future for this program, I'm going to tell you what I see. I see a, a program that can have a football team go to the playoffs and be successful. Uh, I see a, a, a program that shows that the 12,201 that we had at Tennessee State was – not just uh, a one-time deal that we could do that more often than not when we go out and recruit. I see a team that has a program that has a chance to put numerous teams uh, in the OVC postseason and NCAA postseason. Our men's basketball team is fantastic. I think they got a a real chance, and people need to come to the Dunn to see them. Um, You know, I think – look at our volleyball team. Look what Taylor Mott has done. I mean, you just look around the opportunities out there I see this athletic department uh, as a place where fans, student athletes, uh, everybody can work together and pull in the right direction to really, really show this country what a mid-major can do. And uh, and that has nothing to do with resources. That's about effort. Usually this is the part where I ask 15 questions to people about various silly things. But instead of doing that today, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give what amounts to a State of the Union address for Austin P. Athletics. I'd rather have the 15 questions. You'd rather have the 15 <laughs> questions? Because I got them here if you want to do that let's instead. Let's do the 15 questions. All right, let's do the 15 questions. 
I'm just interested. I'm very interested in your 15 questions. That's oh, what is it? My 15 questions are complete and utter nonsense. That's <laughs> what is your favorite word? <laughs> outstanding. Marcus gives me a hard time because every everything's tweet, outstanding. Yeah, everything's outstanding. Well, that's better than everything being terrible. Yes, exactly. What's your least favorite word? Moist. Sorry. Um, <laughs> who or what inspires you? Um, you know, my sister is, uh, I tell her my pride. She's probably my biggest inspiration. And uh, when I do things, uh, I want I think about her a lot when I do them and what I want to leave for her and the, rep the reputation I want her to see her brother have. So I'll say my sister. What's the last book you read for fun? <laughs> Cat in the hat, no. Um, <laughs> The last book I read, probably when Pride, uh, when Pride Still Mattered, about Vince Lombardi. What's your worst habit? Biting my nails. Uh, I think that's the worst habit I get. You, if you ever watch me doing a football game on the sideline when I'm really nervous, I dare, dare destroy. <laughs> What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? <laughs> well, there's a couple. Because uh, I have a, pro I'm I'm claustrophobic and I don't like and I don't like uh, spiders, and so I did I was caught in a uh, closet, going to get some you know you in a where not really closet one of the storage units yeah get some out and the thing closes down but at the same but right before it closed I saw the spider, so when it closed it was dark and then I knew oh. the spider was in there, and it was not pretty. What is your idea of happiness? You know, for me, I'm a country person who's really simple. I, I am as happy as I can be when I can sit out on a, on the back porch on a rocking chair or something with a Sunday and just listening to great music uh, and hanging out with the person I really care about. I mean, that's, that's my idea of happiness. What's your idea of misery? Watching us lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'm not, I am a horrible loser. And like, I look at back at, a, uh, we played some school in Illinois and I just totally forget me. Eastern Illinois. Yeah. 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 And it was, you know, 12 degrees and the wind's blowing and we're getting beat. And I'm just thinking this is absolute misery. What makes you self-conscious? Um, you know, that's a good one. What makes me self-conscious? I think the way Mark is <laughs> the way I look sometimes in pictures because I am a little bit dopey looking. So I kind of uh, and I don't ever think about it, but I have people who remind me of that every time. And so I kind of have that sack of potatoes look when I'm seated. I don't look as bad standing <laughs> up, but sitting down is pretty bad. Okay, so note to Tyler and all our photographers: <laughs> only photos of Gerald when he's standing. Trust me, I'm going to put that in. Marcus keeps. I think Marcus is the problem. Why those pictures keep showing up? Blame on Marcus. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing song you've ever purchased? Hmm. Most embarrassing song? <laughs> Call Me Maybe. <laughs> That's a, that is a bad one. I'm on Baby Shark now, though. But uh, <laughs> I got a one-year-old man, and look, you can't just stop at Baby Shark. There's a rich tapestry of songs by those people. Oh. You, can, you can go down a YouTube rabbit hole forever. Oh, wow. How would you prefer to die? <laughs> Not to. 
Um, I don't think any of us are going to get that option. <laughs> no. You know, in my, I guess, in my sleep and, and peacefully would uh, be the best way. Uh, I guess the only way. Um, I would skip the trains and all these other things just as quietly and peacefully as I can go in my sleep. One day somebody's going to answer with like a shootout with the cops or something. Yeah, <laughs> let me know if that's one of our employees so we can make a change. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you were reincarnated, how would you? What would you like to come back as, and why? <laughs> wow. You remember you asked for these questions. Yeah, I know. I did. Just, I did. You I, I could have done the State of the Union. Yeah. I did. I did. Uh, you know, <laughs> you would say so many different things. Um, that is a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, something that can't get caught, you know. Because my first, my first thing was because I liked going to the beach, and I was like, you know, I could be uh, some kind of, you know, just shell laying out on the beach, chilling, where the water comes over you every now and then, but nothing cover you all the time, and. Just loving life, then I realize I get picked up by some little kid and thrown out, and the parents won't like me. So I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I really, I really, somebody rich. <laughs> you know, I get reincarnated, come back as Bill Gates. Coach Hud wanted to come back as uh, Tom Brady. So I mean, there's reasons. There's, for, there's reasons there's for that. Reasons, there's plenty yeah. of good reasons for that. What might prompt you to lie? Uh, try not to hurt people's feelings. I mean, I think right now. Anytime I lie, generally it's because I'm trying not to hurt somebody's feelings. What makes you hopeful? I just always oh, funny. I had an uh, my childhood, you know, I had an interesting childhood with some illnesses and things. And once I got through that, I've always said I would be hopeful. Like I would be a person always happy for life and looking forward to the next thing. And 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 so what helps makes me hopeful is tomorrow. You know, another chance to do it all over again. Generally, my prayer, generally my prayer is basically, let me live tomorrow better than I lived it today. What's our purpose in life? I think everybody has their own purpose. I, I, I think, and I think people have to find theirs. I think no one thing I tell people when I speak to them, especially young groups and people like that, is like, hey, you have to define what is important to you. What are your pillars? What are your non-negotiables? And then imply it, and then put it into your life. Uh, I think my purpose has been working with student athletes. I remember so much more about the young people that I've worked with, whether they're student athletes or entry level uh, staff members. I work with some great administrators and they've been awesome. But the ones that you help get their first job, the ones you got, I think that's my role. I'm supposed to help those people get started like somebody helped me. So that's my purpose. Well, we're glad you're doing it here. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you got a lot to do. Uh, my boss, RAD, Gerald Harrison, thank you for yeah. coming in. Thank you. Yeah. Halloween. Taliban. Taliban. Yeah. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Them boys up to something. They just spent like two or three weeks out the country. Them boys up to something. They just not just bluffing. You don't have to call, I hear my dance like Usher, ooh. I just found my tempo like on DJ Mustard, ooh. I hit that Ginobili with my left hand, though, like, ooh. Lobster and Celine for all my babies.